Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts. Hey, it's Matt. What up? It's Andrew. How you guys doing? It's it's been week two of not E3. What are we calling what are we calling it? Not E3, E3, Summer Games Fest. <laughs> the blob. I hate, I hate that not E3 has become like the uh a common name i've seen like just used like but it's not even a meme anymore people are using it seriously like well yeah yeah, because it's hard to describe uh hard to describe a conference that spans like three plus weeks yeah they uh i mean i prefer not e3 to the people who are still just calling it e3 because it's it's you know it's not an expo show you know it's very much not what e3 was um and i mean i'm i'm glad that you know yeah that uh you know, say the in-person type E3 stuff was canceled type of thing. But part of me is like, you know, we've started this podcast. We're now, you know, professional games journalists. It would have been sweet to, you know, get like a media pass and go to E3 for free. You know, that would have been, that would have been sick. Well, E3 is coming back next year. So who knows? Fingers crossed, you know, like, let's, let's see if that pans out. Yeah. We're, as I said, we're in, we're in week two here and we've got a, a bunch of, one of those when you once you start looking at it from the perspective of you have to like actually watch everything and like think about it from the journalist quote-unquote perspective so much like this whole spreading it out over two plus weeks thing isn't really cool with me i'd rather just like turbo through it in like two days three days and just be done with the i think i think it forces it to like you know be more condensed as well yeah like I mean, I like that you, you get to see so many uh, indie creators are getting the spotlight. That is cool. But it, but it, it has to be tempered by the fact that we're seeing like over 200 games and like my brain is just kind of turning into jello. Well, that's what like, and like they're all just kind of becoming the same. Thing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it from the fact like we yeah. record once a week. So like we're doing this once a week where we have to come up with our opinions and discussion essentially. Like imagine if we had to do like multiple stories a day about everything right. like, i'd be be so burnt out already yeah the, the people doing that are the real heroes they need they need a good vacation uh after yeah, after this real. nonsense well, that's what they said uh in the past that was the like post e3 vacation where all the games journalists just like disappear for a month mm-hmm. we thank we thank them for their service yeah you got viewers at home can't see but i'm saluting <laughs> they're say they're, they're the real troops but uh, yeah, so we're we're still, you know, we're in week two and things are s- seeming to slow down, but yet there's still like the the people that are threatening us with more showcases uh, later down the road. Yeah, Nintendo <laughs> is holding an invisible gun to our foreheads. Yeah. So we'll see it. We'll see how this coverage continues. But, uh, you know, it's my, what I've enjoyed the most is all the games that have had demos out to play. Demos, so we, good. We cover- yeah, demos are free. Demos are excellent. We uh, so we talk about this game as one of our highlights from last week's episode. If you hadn't listened, go check it out from the Devolver show. Uh, Angerfoot, man, I was playing that demo yesterday, and dude, it, it got my fucking heart pumping. Just like we were we were talking about it in the group chat, and Andrew was just trying was asking some like technical bits about it, like you know, it is it's first person, right? And Matt just goes, Yes, all you can see is foot and gun. And it's just the, the best yeah. description you could give to it. And man, it's like that that shit is intense. It's so fun. It's like kicking down a door and and killing this weird goon uh with with a hand for a head while he sits on a toilet. 
uh, is just, <laughs> there's like very, there is technically a bit of story involved. Um, your spoiler alert, your, your prize shoe, Arthur has been stolen by a corrupt cop. Um, and that's like, what's, what's, what's uh, like spurs fuck. the, the, the journey along, but like the, there's not like actual story. The levels are really fast, really quick, but it's just, there's so much like comedy just built into the, just the base gameplay loop. Like, I, again, my favorite part is, is probably when is actually when you die, um, they start, the enemies start doing like the crumping dance that you see in the trailer yeah. is the mu- the music's just bumping and they're just fucking going going ham and it's oh man it's it's so much fun i had to put it down though it was like it was it was it was too much at at, uh, at times but i'm i'm excited for that to come out but andrew i saw as i was logging off i saw you logging on to steam playing what were what were your thoughts of anger yeah getting all hot and bothered uh from it i dude i loved it i i have a very had a very similar experience i didn't play for long i think i got like 15 20 minutes maybe of of time in but i totally agree the 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 music just does a great job of like hyping you up as you kind of start each room and and take on another group of uh of goons and you know do some kicking but i i think it's it's a blast and the comedy you know kicking someone in the face while they're taking a dump (laughs) always gonna be funny like seeing the blurred out animations in the toilets (laughs) yes yes funny the 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 blurred toilets (laughs) so now i know why you were so tired tentacle arms (laughs) yeah because you were wake you woke up in a cold sweat after just kicking in a bathroom door of some random house (laughs) in california (laughs) just in a few in a few states just you know my feet they're angry they're angry they're very angry Where's Arthur? Yeah, that as as Mecha Suda Five One said, you know, like the you know, there's just the right amount of tentacles, but they like come out of the out of the either the sewers or the toilets or whatever, and they're brandishing weapons at you, and it's just there's just so much there that so much to unpack, and again, it's in such a like like kind of frenetic pace that like you could miss a lot, but it's 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 a lot of fun, so I I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, that was so that yeah that was from last week. But I, there were plenty of games uh, in uh, the from the showcases that we uh, that we'll be talking about today that also had demos, and I got a chance to play a few of those yesterday as well. So I will um, I'll talk about those as they come up. But uh, you know, we're gamers. We're eating good. Some would say we're eating a little too good. Again, like it's it's a it's a little overwhelming at times. Um, so I, I made this kind of, uh, I had this caveat at the beginning of last week's episode, and I'll repeat it again here. There's simply too many games for us to cover in, you know, we already go longer than we should. And yeah, these, you know, episodes these episodes are all going to be an hour and a half is what it's going to look like. At minimum. So like, it's, uh, you know, we, we can't nearly cover everything. So we'll... We'll do the best we can. We're really just focusing on. Hey, the listeners, stuff. if you support, love, and support us, and want to hear us have opinions on everything, uh, you know, let us know, and we can try to bring that to you. But yeah, maybe some some extra free or not free, extra paid. I was going to say a, pa- a Patreon uh, five hour <laughs> deep dive on every announcement. Extra free paid content. That's that's the marketing right there. Trick them with putting free and paid yeah, together. Sure we know how that, yeah, how that works. That's if if yeah. if you love us enough, we'll put out a uh, a Patreon ten hour deep dive. <laughs> yeah, going over like, every single game. 
accost everyone you know with our podcast and, and help grow the fan base. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's jump into it because, again, we got a lot to cover. There is There are plenty of showcases here. Some that, as we'll get to, we're going to go in order from how they were released. Some we're just going to really glance over because they just kind of weren't for us. But um, not really making any judgment statement on the games presented. There. Nope, we're but, judging them uh, hardcore. Yeah. Hey, and Absolutely. anyone who likes them too yeah actually if we don't talk about a game it means you're an idiot for liking that one yeah for being excited about that one you're you're a plea yeah you're you, a, you, you're, do, you you're like Mark, something i don't so obviously <laughs> uh all right so first up on our list though is the gorilla collective uh, we were talking about this before stream strangely named gorilla collective 3.0 i'm wondering where one and two were i i, I maybe that's maybe this is in reference to maybe this is the <laughs> third year they've done this or something i don't probably really, i don't really probably yeah i guess that's what it is but it was confusing to me but the gorilla collective one which was a, what, a fun one for me i i enjoyed that one what is the gorilla collective uh, good e question are the gorilla one. collective <laughs> Monk apes together strong <laughs> Is that yeah? Uh, all, right. all right, I guess we don't know. I'll look it up. It's just it's just a showcase. I mean, it's just a, a showcase. Like I, I don't think it's a, a one. I don't think it's related at all to. It's not like you know, anything. Like the, the studio gorilla. No, it's you know just weirdly spelled the same. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. It's, okay, it just says it's a digital game showcase. Yeah, and it's it is mainly smaller games. It is mainly kind of indie games. For the most part, I think they brought a ton exclusively. Yeah, they had yeah, a no, big they, show. They had a, they were, yeah, they brought a lot to bear there. So I'm just gonna, you know, kick it off. Let's, let's go. So the first game on my list from Gorilla Collective is actually one that's out now. It is one of the few that is currently, that's, that's already out. It's actually getting really good reviews, it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam, but it's uh, Symphony of, mm. Symphony of War, the Nephilim Saga. It is a pixelated pixelated game, which has been you know a big theme across this uh, this year's releases. But it's being touted as a Fire Emblem like strategy game. Um, and if I if I'm rem remembering the trailer correctly, I think this is one where you can recruit some very tall ladies to stomp on your enemies. And yes. uh, that's a big that's a big oh. two thumbs up for me. That's a big two thumbs up for me. This one's also on my radar. I mean, they had me at Fire Emblem Tactical RPG. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but <laughs> it looks good too. It just looks really big, good. Big, big strong ladies, uh, you know, stomping out your enemies. What's not to love? I cannot confirm uh, or deny. Uh, but yeah, this one is this one looks good. The, the the one bit that's like, I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, it does seem very menu heavy a little bit, but a little bit, but like doing something like that, particularly if you're playing on PC, that's much easier to get by than say like the confusing speaking of fire emblem, the confusing, uh, like, you know, inventory menus that you got to work through. Like the one that always got me in fire. Emblem, like I, again, I just played three houses, um, that got me is like your, your, your unit abilities are somehow are shunted into the inventory yep menu so it's just like you know very weird and strange but uh yeah that was my one thing but it still looks like a pretty clean interface so uh I i'm excited for that one i think it looks good i like the pixel art um 
and yeah, big, big, strong ladies all, all, all here for it. Uh, so yeah, moving, moving right along. So yeah, the next one actually on my list is one of the ones that has a free demo out. Um, and I played, I played the whole demo yesterday of, I was a teenage exocolonist. I can't not hear that title and then not immediately think of the, uh, my life is a teenage robot show mm, from, yeah. what was that Nickelodeon? Or was that a, that was so. a Cartoon Network? I think that was a Cartoon Network show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think that was Cartoon Network. But it is a Showing narrative. It is a narrative deck building RPG. Uh, also, kind of talked about like a, it's or uh, referred to as like a life sim. Um, I mean, I guess it's very fitting. It's it's you start at like age ten when you arrive on the colony, and it takes you through I think ten years or so um that's that's going to be the main gameplay the the demo is just your first year on the colony um it is uh it's a hand-drawn game i i I found like the kind of what i'm I'm putting in scare quotes the the cut scenes and the dialogue stuff that is you know very clearly hand-drawn stuff and is a very cool well done i like the art a lot cool characters my one thing that i didn't like and i might actually post some feedback in the demo page is i didn't like the overworld art and the 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 world itself was fine i didn't like the overworld characters they looked way too cartoony and like my mind honestly went to they looked like stickers they looked like stickers that were moving in a very kind of janky way so I, i didn't love i didn't love that but the the gameplay loop was fun i know matt's uh sometimes a little salty about deck building stuff but it was there is the deck building element of these of collecting these cards and managing them. It's like when you rest for a month, you can forget cards to, you know, open up slots to get new ones. And you will do that over time. But it's basically when you, you choose like an activity that you do every month and that builds your skills. Um, you know, which activity you choose is what, you know, skills get get boosted. And then there's like a, a mini card game that you're and actually uses some kind of uh what you would kind of consider normal card play kind of things you're looking for straights and flushes you know of the same colors of of ascending number value order you get bonuses for pairs matched together and stuff like that and it's you're just looking for a target goal and i found it very uh you know it's very kind of soothing but it's also got some kind of deeper psychological story elements there's a weird kind of mystery that's unfolding the player it's like has some kind of strange foresight um that is uh predicting doom coming to this colony you know it starts off before you've even made landfall (laughs) it's like the the colony has been destroyed and like you're being like uh, someone is is helping you is rescuing you from the you know the burning from you know the the burning habitat I think but so it's like trying to piece together what what happens there and what leads to that and maybe can you avert that and all that so there's there's some strong elements there's like a, a character dies very early on like an npc dies like again these are young characters so it's it's kind of looking at some interesting things that way but uh i have to say it reminded me a lot of citizen sleeper it honestly reminded me a lot of citizen sleeper both in terms of its its politics are pretty left-leaning which was pretty cool to see um once you kind of interrogated into it a little bit more learning about say the history of this colony why this colony went out there basically some like not really a new agey cult but like basically you know like a a collective that you know 
saw the the you know the doom of earth and were inspired by a sci-fi a utopian sci-fi author to uh explore the this space beyond like a newly discovered wormhole so like that's like the inciting kind of bit of plot but uh the whole like uh, so this does card it's cards versus the dice management uh, in Citizen Sleeper but again the hand drawn art style the the narrative RPG nature it reminded me a lot it just it just gave me some strong Citizen Sleeper vibes which again I enjoyed that game a lot uh, can't can't praise that one enough so I think this one is definitely going to be a purchase for me when it when it comes out I I really enjoyed the demo and think I'm going to stick with it just to defend myself a little bit. It's not necessarily that <laughs> I dislike do you feel card attacked? games. It's just that I've had bad experiences with certain card games, and if that's fair. I'm- it's one of those like <laughs> I should probably like try them out again. You know, it's been a little while. Uh, I'm not you know ten years old anymore playing uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories on a Game Boy Advance <laughs> at, at family Christmas while mom is yelling at uncle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The the mechanics have advanced a little bit. Like they're. They're definitely more streamlined. I thought it was fun. The cards weren't really the predominant aspect of it, for sure. It was the there's lots of choice involved. There's uh, again, it's the 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 narrative is is engaging. The game, it's like the card nature is really. And I think it even says in the demo, it's like a mini game. Well, that's one like like a mini. uh, This wasn't shown in any of these shows, but it is from last week's episode. Um, I think Neon White will probably be a card based game that I'll play uh next oh yeah you're 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 psyched for that one that one also just dropped mm-hmm. and is getting is getting a lot of positive press all right so yeah i spent enough, I've spe- running yeah I, i've spent enough time on i was a teenage exocolonist definitely i enjoyed <laughs> that one go check out the demo for yourself um you know get your get your uh, your own opinions there but i thought it was intriguing again i think it has some work that could be kind of ironed out around the edges um like i said that that's old, what demos are for kind was, of yeah, to get the that overworld feedback. bit was a, was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit jarring to be, see that I didn't I didn't like the difference in the there you're still hand drawn, but I just it was character models I did not like in the overworld. They looked way too uh, again I can only describe them as they looked like stickers, and just like a like a cartoon sticker. It was just would flat be the type of description you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was like okay. flat, but then also like the the proportions of the characters were very rounded like, and like very car- again cartoonish. Aren't overworlds kind of like that generally, though? It I mean, depends. depends. It, you know, okay. Some you know some some games you know have very highly detailed overworlds, um, and I'm sure it had to do with you know a- animation limitations. You know, they can't really like animate. Well, yeah, we, um, we kind of talked about that with Cuphead's DLC, how like they're victims of their own, takes, their own art style, where it's takes, gonna take yeah, them that forever. Takes so much work, yeah. yeah, that takes so much work, yeah. Um, and so it's like comparing it again to Citizen Sleeper, it had a lot. All the character portraits and stuff in Citizen Sleeper are hand drawn, but the 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 quote unquote overworld of the station is digital, is all is all digital art. So again, it's like they, they had you had to compromise there. But uh, so yeah, that was my one my one thing there. Okay, next one. The, the rest are the rest of these that I have on are pretty short thoughts because no more no more demos at least for the ones that I was interested in mm-hmm. um, from here. But the next one is Alaloth Champions of the Four Kingdoms, uh, an interesting blend of classic and modern RPGs, uh, an isometric camera viewpoint, 
with some action combat so not turn-based so i think that's actually interesting it like it honestly looks a little bit like mmo gameplay that we often kind yeah, of decry like a, like a diablo a type bit. but it doesn't look it doesn't look too yeah too crazy it doesn't look too chaotic it looks manageable you know it <laughs> you're saying like, diablo we, we say is not manageable no, and that's not what I we, mean. But it's we, like we just the, had the one Diablo fan that listens to us just yep, shut his sign <laughs> off. Yeah, like uh, I've seen, like we've described it to our, I think, just uh, off off stream and off channel before. But uh, you know, like we like we say MMOs like to us at least seem like there is both too much and not enough going on in those games. Where this seemed to hit a more even balance. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a whole lot out about this one yet. I think it's it's this game is going to hit. Oh yeah, this one's going to hit early access uh, at the end of the month, and we know how I feel about early access. So I will I will hold my <laughs> hold my my thoughts about that till more comes out until it's an actual fully playable game. The year is twenty thirty. Game is finally playable. The heat death yeah. of the sun, however, has been accelerated. <laughs> Like, again, give me give me a demo, not early access. I would much prefer that. You know, I mean, for me, like I like demos always yeah, just show confidence always. in your game. Sure. No, I, I like the hard cap of of a demo versus the the weird, just kind of nebulous nature of yeah, this game oh, is just. I, don't unfinished. you love when you play an early access game and you walk to the edge and it's like there's just like a sign there. It's like, yep, this is the end of early access, and it's just like a blank like. Yeah, it's just a wall. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like in a, we're gonna get to it. It's like in Assassin's Creed when you would get to the memory <sighs> thing, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, your memories end here. So like, yeah, we 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 stopped animating past past this line, this arbitrary <laughs> line. All right, uh, but yeah, that one is just because again, I'm a I'm a sicko for isometric RPGs, so uh, that that one of course grabbed my attention. And like, I've been also you know trying to get into more of the you know classic RPGs. I've I've had the uh, the D and D Gold Box games that just came out on Steam uh, with like the updated player apps and stuff. I've had them in my in my cart and taken them out so many times. I'm like, uh, do I want to waste my time on these? Do I? Is it worth trying to play these janky old systems and like learning basically <laughs> classic ADD rules? That's advanced Dungeons and Dragons for the uninitiated. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it kind of scratched a bunch of itches for me that I, that I that's why I was on my list. But uh, wait a second, ADD, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, attention deficit disorder. Yeah, seeing a link there's, here. There's the connection. Seeing some here. connective tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay matt i'm gonna be matt i'm gonna be so surprised if this next one is not on your list See. i'm gonna be absolutely flabbergasted if this one is not on your list nine years of shadow yep you got that one right absolutely like again i knew this was gonna hit for you this one you know heavily influenced by castlevania yep. it's clearly going to be a metroidvania style you know truly with the metroid bit of you get it's the your abilities change not necessarily by getting skills or something like that but it's the armor you get these the different armor sets are for the different environments or whatever but I love again, the look another of that really one. yeah another really beautiful pixel art game i love the the transition from a from the kind of dark and mysterious uh black and white aesthetic to then when you're when you're uh your cute little spellcasting teddy bear companion shows up and brings light to the yeah. world brings color color to the world um but uh, yeah, yeah it looks sick. I lo- yeah, no, it, it, me too. You yeah. know, it's just the, I love the weird little choices like that. You know, of course, that's going to appeal to me now. 
Um, but the uh, I like the I like the weapon choice. The like the big kind of like halberd. Yep. Thing is always is always of, a sicko for a halberd. If you ever seen me play a yeah, Souls game, it's one of my favorite. Yeah, weapon it's types. like <laughs> it's like a you know it, it it seems like it shouldn't work, but like it's I I think it's really cool and a really interesting choice. You know, of course, you're for a hack and slash style gameplay. Your your first instinct is to go sword. You know. But uh, you know, I think this is really innovative, and I'm, you think I'm, sword, I'm, but halberds are way more efficient uh, mm-hmm. from an energy perspective. You get, you get distance, man. You get distance. Distance. You get a uh, angular momentum at the tip, way more because of how much longer the uh, the pole arm is. Yeah. So any, anything from so that that was on your list. Did you have any other? Any other thoughts on that? No, one? like my, the only other thought I could add in there would be like, again, when I'm looking at these games, I'm looking at, you know, where would I like to play this and how? And like a lot of these games are just going to be so great for Steam Deck again, sure. where I can, sure. you know, pick it up and like, I'm absolutely going to bring my Steam Deck to work for lunch breaks. Like when it's a nice day, go sit on like the out in the, uh, the green out in front and play some Steam Deck. So touch touch grass and be anti absolutely at the same yeah, time. That's perfect. That's there's, the same time. Yeah. <laughs> there's a dude. Um, that is the. Ideal. There's this diner we go to for lunch, <laughs> and every Thursday there's a guy who goes there with his laptop and a tablet with his headphones on in his socks and sandals, and he gets his food and then he goes out and sits at the picnic table and like uh, I don't know what game he's playing, but it's some sort of like Dota or. I think he's a making a hotspot with the tablet to play on the internet with his laptop. Like, man's man's living classic. his best life. Yeah, classic gamer right there. True gamer. Life absolutely um, does find every a way. time. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Life does find a way. Um, okay, so I only have two more on my list, and I know you had more match, so I'll just get through them. Yep. The next one is actually on our on our little link here. Is actually right below it. Is uh, greed inventory also on my list? The I, I'm fascinated by the mouse only combat, yeah. or you know, the I think mouse that'll make or break play. it. I think that can yeah. either be the whole game, or if it is literally the whole game, it might be awful. The uh, so like the one bit like that was actually shown in the trailer that I think was going to be endlessly frustrating for me is where the character is navigating through like a set of like you know indiana jones blade traps yeah and you gotta you know be super precise with the mouse movement like I've, i just know i'm gonna walk into those blades time and time and time again yep, and get chopped up to uh, bits yeah but it looks so funny you know it's a uh you know a, a send-up of and like satirization of uh rpgs particularly it's it is you know making fun of all of us loot goblins out there but yet still i love that it's it's part of the it is the the fundamental aspect of gameplay is just still being a loot goblin uh you know just incentivizing being an absolute uh yeah sicko for for useless pointless loot i was trying to think though when looking at the gameplay though it's like you see the character and he's like got like this weird backpack and like a, a, a bucket head helmet on and you know, just looking really slapdash it was like some some animation that was like it was it was very evocative of but i could not uh i could not think of it of what it was yeah like just thought maybe yeah, you guys would, would uh, if you know what we're talking thoughts. about uh leave us a comment <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know it just it looks really funny it looks cool so yeah but you're right it's gonna the mouse only combat and that's the whole gonna it's gonna it. make or break it yeah so we'll be we'll we'll uh We'll keep our eyes peeled for that one. 
Um, last one that I have here is um, Flat Eye. This is a story-driven adventure game um, set in a like futuristic gas station where everything is controlled by corporations. So I, I don't normally go for the kind of management style. Yeah, I was going to say there were, there were a decent amount of management sim type games in this showcase, which didn't speak to me. It's a funny, uh, it's a funny way of describing America. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it is, it is. Yeah. That's, that's what, that is the bit that interested me is the, you know, the dystopian, dystopian corporate sci-fi element. You know, it's like you're, you're running a futuristic gas station um you uh and it's like the trailer is actually really good it's like you know in a way you're the most important person you know in the in our <laughs> society uh because folks we do live in a society even still in the, the bottom tech the dystopian far far future um uh, but like yeah it's like oh you you work well enough you uh you install a toilet module you that does that does enough business you make enough money you can upgrade it to a smart toilet uh, once you have the smart toilet, it can use it analyze can use their the, shit. The, the data to analyze your customer shit. So we so we can add another corporate sponsored medical unit so that they can get all their their maladies uh, addressed there. So yeah, it's again, it's just a great like kind of uh, um, uh, critique of you know things like you know say corporatism of our particularly of things like the medical industry and stuff like that so uh, like I, that really is what what interested me about it i don't necessarily know if i'd be able to stick with the actual gameplay element of it i mean being the management sim i assume at some point you get to earn the uh furnace that runs on homeless people and just power yourself <laughs> yeah the most efficient the most efficient we're not supposed to possible. talk about that <laughs> we signed a contract now yeah say so is is this is this game set in future san francisco <laughs> You mean San Francisco? Yes. Uh, okay, so I think that was the last one on my list here. There's, there's there were plenty more that looked you know interesting enough, but nothing that really kind of really fully grabbed my attention. So I know you had more, Matt. What, yeah, uh, what, I, what I won't I try to spend too too much time. Uh, we'll try to like work through this pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> Alterium Shift, which is the that kind of that like two D HD Square Enix style, but it's not Square, obviously. Yeah. Um uh retro RPG. I thought that looked pretty cool. Uh, I'm a you know simpleton for that art style. That's right. Yeah. We we call, we call it simpletons now. Um <laughs> careful you're gonna get us canceled. You did an A yeah. I'm yeah. saying it to myself though. <laughs> does, does that work still? Um uh, I I'm sure why not? Yes, sure. Uh, anyway, <laughs> mo- moving on. Um the key locker. Which was the rhythm turn-based JRPG? Man, you and your rhythm games—you love them. You it's really one of those do. like, this is a game that I'll throw on my wish list and I'll grab it when it's like cheaper on sale. But like, yeah, that'll be yeah. something like. Rhythm games are cool to work through. Sometimes it's nice to have choice when you're looking at your uh, your catalog for something different to play, and they like provide that so nice uh, like music escape. I feel like I would just get so frustrated with the actual rhythm element. I feel like I'd be so bad at it. I think uh, it's one of those things that you'd be surprised. It comes pretty quickly. Uh, like, I even think, like, because I've said it before, that Sekiro uh, is a rhythm game. 
It's one sure. that's why people can play Sekiro blindfolded mm-hmm. a lot easier than other uh, Souls games. That's a really fun run to watch. So like that's kind of one of the things that got me into that type of a, a genre. Do they play? Uh, wait, do they navigate the map blindfolded too, or is it just yeah just the fights? Yeah, it's all about knowing the the map and then like knowing if you've played it enough. If you've if you played enough, if you are. Any video game enough to play it blindfolded? <laughs> I was gonna say if I would to ha- uh, if I was to get to that point, it would have had to have been a game like when I was a child, when like you get like one game and that's the game you play for like two years. Yeah, yeah, it's like you you've only the game you got for Christmas yeah. and that's all you that's that you've put like thousand hours in it. Either that or you're autistic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They are not mutually exclusive. Um, so moving right along down the list, uh, Batora Lost Haven, mm-hmm. which was that a uh, twin stick shooter, hack and slashy. Uh, oh, that one's been sh- that one's been shown or was shown last or like last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that one come up. Like, um, it is also kind of like an isometric view, isn't it? Yep. But like you know, I, like I've said, it's like I'm I'm a, I'm a sicko for isometric. That one didn't do it for me. I don't. I mean, I that's, couldn't really like put that my happens. finger on what it on what it was. Uh, it's like I want. It's like I wanted more detail. It's it's a game that to me it screamed more like I want to actually see more. Yeah, I get that. Um, I just thought it was a unique twist on the mm, style. Sure. And like sure. again, I always like having choice when it comes to like the different genres and things to have in the back mm-hmm. catalog. Um, continuing down, we have Ast- uh, Asterigos, Asterigos, uh, Curse of the Stars. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is the uh, action RPG with the Greek and Roman uh, mythology. Yes. Yes, I've seen some some uh, I've seen some commentary on that one. That uh, basically that what kept me from putting it on my wish list is that, and this is coming from people who've actually played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that it it could use a little bit more refinement in terms of its combat. That's understandable. Uh, but you know, I, but I like Greek and Roman mythology. You know, yeah. So well, that's like, that's where I was like, I even powered through a decent chunk of Immortals: Phoenix Rising just for the mythology. Man, more st- stronger than stronger than I am. I do like the. This is the one where they've talked about how. There's gonna be a lot of like bird bosses. Like, yeah, a lot of their enemies and stuff are gonna be bird-like. I love, I love big birds. Birds are coming for us. So, They're gonna be the uh, the end of us. Uh-huh. Um, no, so yeah, that one did. Look, that one does look cool. Birds don't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Dirt, birds aren't real. Bear, man. Uh, continuing down my list, uh, Scald against the Black Priory. Yeah. yeah, I knew you were gonna have Scald on your list. Uh, Lo- love me some Lovecraft. I- I think it looks cool. Not the man. I mean, there are parts of it. Yeah, not the, yeah, yeah. We, he's, he's been dead long enough that, yeah, you can separate the art from the artist uh, in, that, in that case. Disavow. He's no longer, myself. So he, yeah, so he is no longer, like, you know, uh, benefiting from your enjoyment of, of the genre. So you, you can, you're totally in the, in the free there. My, my problem with that one is some of the gameplay they showed, it was like so pixelated that I couldn't tell what the fuck I was looking at. And not even, not even like the cosmic horror. Like, what is this creature? Yeah. It's like I couldn't tell the party members from the from the environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get that. No, yeah, the, this cu- is the the cutscenes and that type of stuff was gorgeous. Yeah, but 
Sorry, Andrew, you were going to say something? No, I, I was just going to agree with you on that one in particular. I definitely, the, the pixel like game play was just too, it was too, gone back a little too far. Yeah, it was a little too aggressive. And then the final one on my list, uh, Mira, Legend of the Jinns, mm, which yes. was that uh, the other Metroidvania, uh, yeah, more combat yeah. heavy. I, I, I also, I do love the, I do love anything anything with a good gin in it is uh, well yeah that that's cool I do love that's just lives. cool myth uh, mythology lore whatever you want to yeah. like dump that into um, but I'm also just a big uh, I love me some Metroidvania gameplay yeah for I think, me again I've, I've said it before more... it'll play well on Steam Deck and that's the yeah I've got to be I I like Metroidvania games can be really frustrating for me yeah. So I always feel like I've got to be really selective with the ones I choose. So again, it's like the... Well, yeah, that's like, if you're going to pick one, you should try Hollow Knight. I should, I should. And, you know, again, getting jumping ahead of ourselves, we'll get to some 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 Hollow Knight stuff in the future. Foreshadowing, folks. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> um, okay, so Andrew, did you have anything from... That we missed. That we missed from... From, uh, from Gorilla. No. There's a lot there, there, and we can... there was a lot here. Nothing, nothing really grabbed my attention all that much, to be honest. Um, a couple, lots of, of retro games. inspired games. Yeah, lots of retro, which I just, I don't, don't love, especially when it's retro. Like I don't, I don't love the pixel look personally. I, I, it, I can appreciate it, but I just, it's not that I don't find it enjoyable at least as as much as more refined it softened on it uh art style um personally uh but daymare 1994 did did pique my interest a little bit it seems like a pretty fun classic 1990s 2000s uh over the over the shoulder third person action horror game so i did oh boy i, I know, hope there's it has a lot of those controls. coming out so i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not sure if, if I'll end up buying this one, but it, it definitely looked like uh, it could be a fun game, especially if it if it's on sale or cheaper than $60. Mm-hmm. So this is just a quick aside, just because I brought up the tank controls thing. Uh, if Resident Evil 4 doesn't have janky, shitty tank controls, we send it back. <laughs> <laughs> just adding that same, out. No, same with the, uh, with, uh, the upcoming... Uh... You know, there's no news for this, but the uh, if Mass Effect Four doesn't have absolute dog shit controls for the Mako, yeah. again, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a pass for me. That's that's part of the experience, fam. Okay, to go forward, I have to hold down a right trigger up on the D pad <laughs> and down on the stick. <laughs> Completely counterintuitive, but you know it works. It feels good. And then to break, well, it's yeah, left trigger up uh, on I'm the holding, stick and uh, left on the I'm D pad. I'm holding back a single tear. Yeah, just like I'm having fun. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Uh, okay. Okay. So, so that did it for Gorilla, which I I rate that one as a high up on my on my list for for overall showcases. Yeah, they did a good job. Good. I thought there was a there was a lot there. They didn't all look the same, even though there was you know a lot of pixel stuff, a lot of several Metroidvanias. But yeah, but we we did different. we didn't get like six games in a row that were all space survival horror. True. Yeah, but they all they all seem different from each other. Is the thing even the ones that they share genre or art styles or something like that? 
there's something defining there's something specific about them there is something different new there something to differentiate it from all the others so that was a, that was a big plus for me um and, I, and we talked about it in the last episode the, these being smaller studios and indie games and stuff like that that's where we're getting the that's where we're getting the innovation that's where we're getting the creativity you know that's where we're, we're getting new concepts that's where we're getting fun ideas like a, a strange teddy bear who can cast spells um so yeah. that that's you know I'm, I'm i'm here for it but uh speaking of indie games and indie showcases the next two that came up in in uh, the calendar are ones that we are going to skip over the wholesome direct and the future of play direct future of play not to be confused with the future games show which will be the next one we actually talk about. But yes, you heard but, that right, but, folks. Campaign comrades, not wholesome. Not wholesome. Yeah, not yeah, not not for not for not family friendly. But like you know, there this is I have nothing against these games, and like they're they have a market. They have uh, they, they you know they they have people who are, are going to play them and who are really excited about them. But the you know they just weren't for me. And it's like again, it's not the fact that they were indie games. Like I just said so much of what stuck out to me throughout this whole two week uh slog has been the indie titles has been the smaller the smaller games um it's just like you know that's just not the games that i that i kind of gravitate towards time flies Um, game of the year when absolutely no absolutely that one that one is that one is high up on my list i love that so simple but so cool such an interesting idea with actually some some cool commentary behind it um but yeah, nothing nothing spoke to me from Wholesome Direct and Future of Play. But let's let's be real here. Wholesome Direct showed fucking 90 games. That's insane. Jesus. That's crazy. It's like that's so that's much, so you know. It's again, you know, there's some poor polygon writer right now who has to write had, a write-up for every single game shown. <laughs> oh, uh, RIP to that person. Um sure, we, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we pour it out for you but uh yeah future game so yeah next one is yeah the future game show which it was wild to me again we had future of play direct and future game show and i was trying to find you know pull up the live stream for one it kept giving me the other and like it was just that was a bit of a chore but uh all right so i think it's 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 me again here leading the leading us uh you know into the fray with future game show i don't have nearly as many yeah a little shorter um uh, yeah, and it was a, sh- a shorter show itself, but let's let's check it out. Um, I did I did like this one as well. I thought this one was good. So Matt, this is one that I'm very interested on in your opinions on the uh, the morbid metal. That one's on my list. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's so, on mine too. So of course, obviously, we got to get the obligatory. It you know when this one showcase the chat was going nuts because there's like we finally have our our, our morbin game we finally have our our morbin game it's like they they listen to us uh so yeah the chat was going fucking nuts on that one uh sony secretly was like do we release it again (laughs) yeah oh oh man yeah quick tangent did you see that the petition to it's like to to put it out again but in black and white I, like I've seen the jokes the where it was like, uh, "Sorry, Sony, I was busy that weekend. Could you put it out again?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah I swear. You know, we were all busy that weekend. We're like, we we want to see it again. But yeah, so Morbid Metal is, looks pretty cool. This a a, uh, a hack and slash roguelike, uh, which is you know, if uh, for again, roguelikes are a genre that I'm I have a somewhat tenant 
tenuous relationship with, but hack and slash are definitely more more my speed for for that kind of subgenre. But like I I do find it. Oh, what's interesting about this? I think this is a single person studio, a solo developer. Yeah, who made this game, and it looks gorgeous for a for a solo yeah. developer for sure. It looks really really pretty. But I like the so it's the cool you get to instantly shift between four different player characters who are you know robots with these different combat styles. Um, so I mean, I, and I like the the you know the kind of the the, the samurai inspiration for the character design. Um, but uh, yeah, I was I was interested in this one, but uh, I really wanted to get yeah. I, I was I was wondering what how how Matt was going to feel. But yeah, Andrew, your, I want your opinions too. This was the one that stood out the most for me in the showcase. Uh, just like really spoke to me somehow, something deep down. I figured it would. Uh, uh, I've been more of a fan recently of the roguelike genre and gameplay. It's something in past I haven't really looked to as much. Uh, like there's a game of Dead Cells, which is that Metroidvania roguelike that everyone really likes that I never really could get into just because I didn't like the the random nature of runs, but I think Returnal has really opened my eyes to the way that that can be fun. And, like, I've been meaning to play Hades. I know that's one that uh, you've, you've played, Ben. Yeah, I never finished. I never beat it. I, I kind of regret not beating it. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was really good. Yeah, but I think this one, uh, again, just looks like it'll draw me right in, and I think I'll be – I'm in for it. I'm here for it. I just knew I knew because like you know you who studied the blade, uh, you know that would just absolutely speak to you. Yeah, Andrew, any any other thoughts about about more about Morbin yeah. Morbin Time Metal? Morbin Morbin Time Metal. I'll just, just say, dude, I'm impressed. This is a solo developer. It looks gorgeous. The game the the combat looks like it could be a ton of fun. So we have to know, remember that this, this is sometimes when you get that really solo excited. dev. Sometimes when you get that solo dev, you don't get the muddying of an idea between people because they get to just take their their vision and bring it out the way they see they want it. That's not always good, by the way. Like sometimes sure, de- yeah, sometimes yeah. developers do need their ideas muddied because you'll end up with like uh I'm not gonna come up with something off the top of my head to like call out because that's just gonna be No, but you're right. Yeah. yeah I almost called out right the, the Kojima Death Stranding walking style, but <laughs> I don't want to anger the Kojima fans. They already yeah, made a fifteen. They already made a a, a fifteen hundred signature. Uh, what's it called? Uh, petition to get oh, him to like, not no, make don't, a game yeah, for don't, Xbox. Yeah, do, yeah, don't do Xbox. Get go away from <laughs> Xbox. They're bad. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not wrong. So funny to me. So this one is not actually on my list here, but it's it's um, as I'm going through the the article here that's got the the full list. I have to bring it up. W- w- thoughts on the uh, on the Rocket League, but for golf. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Are we, are we gonna put that on stream? Are we gonna, are we gonna play that? If we get enough people <laughs> requesting it, sure. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. I, th- I mean, yeah. There's there's no way that that's gonna fun. like. Feed it doesn't out. look. I mean, Rocket League has never really done it for me. People love that game. I think that looks more fun. I have a coworker who only plays Rocket League. (laughs) I think Rocket League looks significantly more fun than this, though. 
yeah i agree but yeah i just thought it was funny so i thought i'd bring it up uh, as i'm scrolling scrolling past okay next one next one um and I, I mentioned this one to you matt on stream i don't know if you got then got a chance to look at this one the entropy center yep it's the one that yeah. uh getting really strong portal vibes yep but it's you know it's with a with a time gun instead yeah i mean they got me with their title uh i'm a you know i'm an engineer entropy <laughs> is a thermodynamic property uh, equating the ability to uh, the availability of thermal energy to transfer to mechanical work uh so i yeah, you know I the, the I... big joke is i always like to say i'm filling my tank with entropy when i'm filling my gas car up <laughs> fucking nerd yep uh the uh yeah no i thought this was cool like i i knew that you would like it um i'm again i would not <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is one that I would pay like full price for. No, but that that'll like, be fun when it comes pu- out and gets to the puzzle, right. You know, puzzle games uh, make me mad sometimes. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. So I don't I necessarily liked, know about. I that. liked them as a kid, but they get frustrating. And it's like, yeah, these are these are games that are designed for kids to be able to figure out why is it stumping me? Why can't I figure this out? <laughs> it makes me really question my intelligence. So, like, I, I don't like yeah. I don't like being challenged like that, like having my identity uh, challenged like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I did like I do like uh, the idea of 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 time gun. Yeah. No, that's that's gonna be cool. That'll be uh. I just want an angry robot lady yell, uh, trash talking to you the whole time. <laughs> uh, okay, Companion so cube. Bring me a cube. Next Companion one. Cube. I'm going in, a, in the order just that I'm seeing them here. So there's one here that's like, I'm like, I don't know. I was like debating, do I put it on my list here or do I not? We don't need to spend much time on it because there really wasn't a lot shown. The The mob game, the enemy of the state. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, again, if it's turn-based, sure, I'm there. Love it. But if it's like a RTS type, which is from like the the 10 second of gameplay that they showed at the very end is what it looked like to me. And it's just like, I don't think so. Um, RTS game is just uh, too stressful for me. Yeah. It's like maybe I'm going to try Dune because, you know, Dune, 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 Dune. We're we're always here for more Dune content. Uh, and that one's getting yeah. good reviews, right? So, yeah. so uh, yeah, that's another game that's in early access, though. Boo, I don't like that. Um, but yeah, okay. So skipping past that one, but the one that that uh, is the absolute day one purchase for me from this from the showcase is Sunday Gold. Mm-hmm. Sunday Gold looks fucking sick to me. The art style is is awesome, as they talked about or as they are uh, marketing it. Brutal turn based combat um the again the the art style and the the characters the character designs are really really stylish really really interesting um so for it's like yeah so the super super stylish turn-based combat um you've got these like unique character skills with your three your three protagonists that like have actual because i was looking at a a more in-depth article from again someone who'd gotten a chance to play a demo of this um, you know, you've got unique character skills that actually have uh, kind of um, emergent gameplay possibilities while in combat and exploration and that kind of stuff. Like you got your one character who, she, who she's the I'm trying to look up the name, the names of the characters. Um, but you've got like the the 
the bruiser tough character she's like the muscle um then you've got the gavin the disgruntled ex-employee hank the vengeful ex-con um so it's like the yeah gavin is the he's like that kind of hacking skills and hank just looks like he wields a shotgun but uh <laughs> it, it looks sick i don't know it's just it's there's something about is really the art style that really first grabbed my attention um i love something that like will take some kind of risks like that but i've said it more than enough times turn-based is something that you know just really I find I find really fun because like, combat my... is always just very approachable. Like, yeah, even if you have complex like... systems, if it's turn based, I can think about it. I have time to like exactly. process. Exactly. It's like I'm I'm I have this weird kind of and I think Matt, we've talked about it that you and I are kind of the same way. It's like we have we're have this weird kind of dichotomous relationship to games. We like fast paced, hard adventure uh, action style combat, but also the slower paced turn yeah uh, turn based stuff as well um is what is we we really like those so that's that's this one again this this is a day one for me like i'm 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 all there on that one two i've got two more um and then they're just i've got just kind of short little comments on them so the last faith another pixel one but this is basically pixel bloodborne yep uh looks cool i love the dark uh gothic uh aesthetic um always a cool always a cool aesthetic to have in your game uh it's one of the reasons that bloodborne stands out to this day is that it just really goes for it and nails that uh that oppressive feeling of that gothic horror i love and i just love the i love the sword and gun uh okay so that's 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 my second last one and then uh, you you can't not mention pal world pokemon with guns so funny to me man like i'm gonna i'll play that one just because it just looks so fucking weird <laughs> but also again it looks like it's got some it's interesting hilarious. kind of commentary. Yes. it's got some interesting commentary like mixed into it. it's like it's like yeah you can like you basically it's like it's fully up front with like yeah you're enslaving these creatures having them fight each other to the death put them into factories to work for you like it's it's like really kind of deconstructing the the Pokemon uh, formula and in a really interesting way. I just don't know how they're not getting sued by, by Nintendo. Yeah. It, and Peter. I don't know either. Even if the commentary is supposed to be one way. I mean, they're not real animals. That's why. And stop him from Pokemon. No, it's, I, I, that one is really fucking funny to me. So yeah, that's, that's it for my list from... Uh, from the future game show anything else that you guys found yeah i have just so one more okay, and uh being in becoming uh yes the the underwater metroidvania yep uh i just thought it looked cool thought the uh thought the art looked all right thought it looked um like appropriately floaty for the like the location and what they were going for like i thought they kind of got the the flow of the movement right like there's sometimes uh, that's like the thing again not to like foreshadow again like that's the thing that hollow knight does so well is that the movement is just so clean in that game and like that's what makes uh these metroidvanias is how like uh flowy the movement can be i love i mean i love the old school diving bell helmet yeah stuff you know i always was fascinated by that as someone who used to do 
you know, who's the, you know, it, it always makes Scooby me think of uh, the Scooby Doo cool. episode. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And hundred anything else. Cause we, basically we, we've, uh, yeah, we, we, we missed a few there, but like we've basically covered most of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep it quick. I thought bright memory infinite, which is already out on PC. I thought the gameplay looked real cool and potentially fun to go through with the, that the action combat stuff looked fun. Um, also can put your female character into some sexy outfits. So love that. Uh, and then the other one that, you know, we, we got, we're getting lots of these, but ill ill did look like it had some real scary vibes. Uh, it wasn't, it was a quick trailer only about 30, 40 minutes, seconds, not minutes. Um, but yeah, I really, I really was intrigued by what they were doing with the, the body horror and in zombie type thing going on there. So that one looked fun to me too, yeah, man. but that was about you're it. Eating, you're eating good. You're eating. Good I am. This, I uh, am. The, the, this Donnie three, man, you're probably like looking at the, you know, let's say the best out of, out of all of us here in terms of what's been on, on show on showcase. Yeah. No, definitely right. my vibe all right so we've only got like two real shows left but let's uh the one that you know everybody yeah. is you know the, the big one yeah the big one is here folks we we stream this on twitch on the twitch so if you guys yeah that's if you right. guys yeah want to go go check us out at uh at campaign underscore comrades check a vod of us reacting live to the uh the big xbox bethesda showcase but uh yeah, I don't necessarily know if we want people to go see that because they're just going to see me being a hater for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, massive, ha- massive <laughs> haters. <laughs> Big haters. Being a hater and playing. Uh, yeah, Portal. so yeah, we got the Portal. Xbox Bethesda playing Portal. <laughs> yeah, we got the Xbox Bethesda game showcase. So you know, I I definitely have a few that I liked here. We've I think we've talked about Redfall before. Um, I mean, this is the first time we got I'm to interested. actually see gameplay, though. Yeah, so yeah, they gameplay, opened it with yeah. Redfall, which yeah, Lots we'd only seen the cinematic before. And we got a full five-minute trailer for it. Um, and I, you know, I think it looks good. I'm a little less intrigued. This trailer lowered my enthusiasm just a little. Um, I wasn't gonna judge personally. it too hard because I was just waiting. I'm gonna wait to see like the actual upload of the footage, not the. Uh... Wasn't was this one beta beta footage as well? That's that's yeah. fair, Matt. That is. They, they said fair. it was beta footage, but this was a game that was supposed to release this summer. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, that's Which, the hater coming out again. You know, and it it's pre 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 beta gameplay is what it says. Uh, okay yeah i couldn't remember i couldn't remember which one was the pre-beta launching launching in sometime in 2023 did they even give a did they even give a a no they gave no they gave no firm they gave like no firm dates they gave no firm dates i think on anything yeah this was just in the next 12 months these games are coming out yeah well some of them did say you know early 2023 but this one just says 2023 but yeah you know i i thought this looked fun um we we all like arcane stuff for the most part so the people aren't happy people people however are not happy the the news that i've been seeing about it recently is 
people are really upset that uh, you know it being a co-op. And we'll hear there's another comment to to be made here, but say the co-op aspect of it that uh, progression in the game does not track it only or it only tracks for whoever's hosting yeah. the session. That it's oh, basically damn. saying it I is an it's an, it's an unnecessary it's an unnecessary mechanic to try to to drive multiple plays to try to drive engagement yeah. through it where it's like people are like like the game is that it's constantly being uh uh compared to like Left for Dead and Back for Blood and which you know the uh, uh which Arcane has been like you know this is not uh Left for Dead we're, we're promised. Um, and then they show more you more the like they show you dead. the cover art and it's left for dead with a tape over <laughs> left for dead that says redfall yeah. yeah um it's like they're like you know in those games you have an option it's like if you it tracks your thing because they're they're saying like oh like we didn't want there to be like the incongruity of like you've played a, a lower a lower mission or a higher mission before playing the earlier stuff or whatever and it's like what they've done it's like yeah so you played chapter eight before you ever played the campaign on your own and you know say so that was your first time jumping into it is like chapter eight so then it's like when you then in your own playthrough get to chapter eight you then have you would just have it's easy to implement you just have the option to either replay it or skip it um it's yeah. super simple to, to implement so people are not i think the crazy about thing that. about that is like games have had the idea of like a chapter select forever and once you have yeah. a chapter, like right. chapter finished, you can replay or you can skip it in a subsequent playthrough. Sure. Like, sure. No, it seems really easy, and their 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 explanation behind it does not make sense. But so the the other comment I wanted to make is, I think it's something that Matt and I were talking about before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Is like this game kind of doesn't really know what it wants to be. It's like saying it's a uh, it's you can do solo, you can do co-op, you can do all this and that. Random it's, it's a, random multiplayer. You can play with random. Yeah, it's everyone's favorite. Stim. And it's just like that they kind of just have not really like set on a on a real vision. But like, um, I think you were you were shouting out the uh, the you know the triple click podcast hosts were were mentioning how it's like they they were theorizing and i think they're kind of spot on here that it's like the production of this definitely must have it was like started before the it, it wasn't theorized you know, the buyout it was a uh, in sources with knowledge of original game development okay i, I didn't know said that. the game was originally developed as a games as a service uh, and then yeah. when the microsoft acquisition happened uh, microsoft stepped in and wanted to change it from a games as a service to uh, this more uh, left for dead style. Uh... Well, they just want story, just story driven stuff. Cause it's like the one kind of bright spot that you can say that's like, I guess good about game pass is that it is that Microsoft is getting away from live service games because that doesn't yeah, fit games with, as the, a service. with it, with the, with the, with the game, with the game pass model, with the subscription model. Cool. So it's like, they wanted this to better gives... fit on game pass. Well, they did have a couple, um, the Riot Games announcement in particular at Xbox to the showcase. Um, they are giving free games on Game Pass, but with like the full Hero Pass or whatever included. Yeah, you get bo- you get bonuses. Yeah. Because yeah. like Valorant's a free-to-play game. That still blows my mind that people might potentially play a free-to-play game on a paid subscription. 
yeah no that's a that's a that's a miss for me absolutely yeah, yeah. No, thank so that's, you. yeah that's enough on redfall i'm still interested but i w- i would agree with you andrew it it lowered my yes temper yeah. my expectations quite a bit yeah all right i i know i'm gonna end up i'm gonna skip a couple that i know you, you both are interested it's fine in, so uh actually just one uh so the next one purely there's really only one reason i'm talking about this game and that is uh two words rat tsunami that is a oh man i'm between. fucking pumped <laughs> so i kept <laughs> this one off I, my list just because i pretty sh- we've seen this ahead. in other game shows so that's i didn't want we that. have we saw it in tribeca but still i think it's worth talking about again i got my copy of the first one of innocence so i'm i'm excited to play that yeah and it, it, yeah, it's rat tsunami rat tsunami rat tsunami it's just going to be the streets of London in 2035. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, our future. Um, All right, so shout out. I will say let's 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 wait off and let's 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 wait off on the you know the real big ticket item until uh, we'll 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 hold that one last till last. Let's give everybody a chance to to get through things. But yeah, what else is on your list? Yeah. Uh, So then the next one for me moving down is gotta be uh shout out just I, this isn't something i'm gonna play because i'm not gonna play forza ever but i thought the hot wheels dlc looked cool i was a big hot wheels guy as, as a little tyke uh so Wait, seeing the car you, you don't want to talk about looked, how they dedicated fun. like 10 minutes of their conference to the backgrounds of forza yeah, motorsports forza 5. motorsports 5 with the yeah no ridiculous what, what game was it that they were talking that 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 people were saying like oh like the them showing all this was actually their way of showing oh fuck what game was it because that's using the same engine as uh as forza was it elders is it going to be elder scrolls or i don't know why they'd no, be using the same engine when no elder scrolls is bethesda and forza has been microsoft forever yeah no so that wasn't it that wasn't it so fuck what game was it they're like saying like People were saying like, "Oh yeah, like this is this is their way of showing us without showing us what X game is going to look like because it's going to use the same engine." I was like, "Yeah, uh, how's that copium taste?" I was going to say that just yeah, sounds like setting real. yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, man, I wish no, I could remember what game they were talking about. Definitely some copium there. All right, but the next game that I I really want to play um, that I'm interested in is scorn. And I don't know if either of you are, are very much interested. So gross. It, so it gross. looks so gross, but like, I just love the idea of bioweapons and like organic guns and things like that. And I, I do like the body horror, even though it is, it is disgusting, but I, it looks absolutely, it looks absolutely yucky. Scra- yeah. And you know, I some, mean, it's got that HR times people like a little uh, yuck. H.R. Geiger, like, organic machinery. Uh, oh, yeah, very much. Yeah. As so- someone who, who likes all those body horror flicks like Saw and Hostel, uh, this this scratched that itch, so I'm, I'm excited to, to check that out. Alright, and then my final, I think this is gonna be, oh no, I got two more. Uh, Flintlock, which I think Ben is interested yes. in as well. Siege of Dawn. Yeah, yeah I'm, um, Adam, we're I'm not sure there. if you were as well too, but yeah, yeah. I thought so too. This looks sick. I I really think uh, looks like a fun like fantasy. Uh, the magic with the fox friend R- looks RPG. 
RPG? I don't even know what it is, but the yeah, the RPG. I'd say it's the, probably an AR combat with the yeah. fox guy. Yeah. So that's yeah. when the combat when with we were the fox, streaming this fox friend who looks awesome. When we were streaming this, I was saying that it was giving me that like God of War vibe because of the the axe gameplay mm-hmm. on top of the like the fox kind of acts like boy where it like yeah, uh, can like stun opponents for yeah. you or like i bet you it's going to control very similarly but i did think the traversal like jump like thing with the triangle yeah. uh on screen looked really cool yeah, i was reading a little bit more into it and saying like how that's going to be you're going to develop that over time it's like the first time you go to a place you're not going to have those like triangle yeah. things that how you how you traverse and then it's you eventually are like building these networks yeah of how you traverse and so you were worried about the gameplay of the building your kind of like your base or whatever or yeah you thought it was maybe like you're building too many bases it's one base that follows you around it becomes essentially like a caravan okay that's so better. it's only you're you're only building yeah one I, I don't want to so do that's... like a town building simulator yeah no that is not it is not that um uh but uh so i saw some really good commentary on this that uh i'm i want to i want to shout out here it's like the the core idea of this game is that uh the god the gods decide to basically wipe out humanity with the the discovery of 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 black powder um and then uh humans then use that technology to then go to, to then go and fight and kill the gods immediately validating that uh you know that uh that <laughs> <assumption. reason>. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so it's just like absolutely i'm they there were right that's that's they yeah, were 100 right, <laughs> right. yeah we're we're the villains we're uh, oh no are we the baddies <laughs> like is basically yeah. that's what this game is um so i'm again but yeah the gameplay looks cool the the story sounds interesting um looks good oh, I, I didn't know that looks really good so much more excited now yeah so that yeah that's but that's what it is is yes the gods like are you know waging this war on humanity is like with the discovery of gunpowder um and yeah but so i like the i like the mashup of like the the uh, the kind of higher fantasy elements with the kind of napoleonic era and the the, the lock kind of alternate history yeah. stuff so i'm setting wise i think it's all i'm saying is if there's not an accurate do my flintlock shot and then sit down do a ram the (laughs) ram the ball with the the powder down the give me that give me that blunderbuss man i'm all i'm all for it blunderbuss all right and so find my final game at least you know obviously there we have the the yeah to discuss but uh yeah yeah uh, is wo long fallen dynasty i don't know if Yep. if you guys got excited by this one but yep. uh i thought you would be at least matt this this looked like a pretty fun uh game. there's some fun and stuff about this you were saying this is the team like ninja Neo-ish, game right? Yeah. right yeah so this is this is team ninja and koei tecmo the people who've done neo the people who've done strangers of paradise final fantasy origin this is but that same really type of combat incredible. they've got going on but the real the real thing that draws me in that they didn't say in the conference mind you is that the lead story developer is the same lead story developer who did Bloodborne, and it's his first game since there. Oh shit! Oh, so you're real. You're real. You're you're mm-hmm. rock mm-hmm. vibing off that one. one for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this one too, to be honest. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, it's got, uh, so it's set Chinese, uh, ancient, uh, it's the Han yeah, dynasty. Yeah. The Han dynasty. So that's, that's going to be, what's really cool yeah. about that because, um, Neo focuses more on Japanese lore. So it will be interesting to see their take on, uh, moving across the sea and seeing how they're, um, how they can implement some Chinese mythology. No, so that so that was my last last one there. Cool. Yeah, I've I've only got one more. So Matt, you you uh, you go. So I'll, I'll feel free to start it up with uh, first off. If you're gonna show me Hollow Knight Silk Song, and not give me a goddamn release <laughs> a date, <laughs> date. Oh my god, dude, people are fucking pissed. They're living. Oh, you want to know what makes it even like? So there's the whole like. They announced at the beginning, you know, everything we're showing here is releasing in the next 12 months. And then they put that graphic, that graphic up. by the way. Yeah, I saved it, by the yep. way. They put that graphic up that showed all the games that were coming out in the next 12 months. What game was conspicuously not in that graphic? Oh, my Silk God. Song? I didn't even Hollow Knight Silk Song was not on that graphic, my friend. Man, we're holding them accountable here. And like oh again, all this trickery, all this trickery, man. It's that there's so there was so much trickery in, in involved with how well, yeah, they because they had a lot of their marketing all this stuff. So they had a lot of marketing gizmo where it would be like three different tiers of like Xbox console exclusive means this is an actual Xbox yeah. exclusive. Oh, God. Then there was Xbox console launch exclusive, which is the Sony timed exclusive type deal, where it's Xbox yep. first, then it'll come to Switch or PS5 or whatever later on. And then they just had a bunch of games that they showed off that were multi-platform that they only showed the logo with Xbox uh, Series X and S. But those are all multi- Like, Wolong is a multi-platform game that had a lot of people confused initially. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what they did with the Persona news, too, yeah. is like, which then came out a day later that, yeah, that's coming to, to Steam and to PS5. PlayStation. And yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, people were, you know, again, just absolute shameless yeah, man. So, so there, there, there's just some tricky stuff there. Um, it's just marketing bullshit because that's how they gotta, you know, build up people's confidence in their catalog for the next two years. Um, uh, moving past that, so yeah, Hollow Knight. Don't show me footage if you're not gonna give me a fucking release date, please. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, love Hollow Knight. I just want to play the game. Um, but here's the thing if they didn't show that just like if they didn't show gameplay for for starfield the game that we'll get to yeah they would have fucking the people in the event would have rioted <laughs> yeah also true you know um pentiment the obsidian game that one, it's grown on me since my on. initial reaction i was very much a hater but it was mostly because this is what you're showing off instead of avowed but i get it uh different that's teams one... working on different projects and this is probably i don't want to say the b team because that's negative connotation but this is probably not the avowed team or the outer worlds two team. This is probably a smaller group. Uh, it looks cool though. I like the art style. Uh, yeah, like I said, the, it's this on is me. the last one that I had on my list that wasn't covered already. I really enjoy the illuminated manuscript art style. It's going to be like a, it's like a it's a murder mystery, a narrative game. Um, and it's again, I, I mean, I, we can temper it at least like we're we're super critical of the subscription model and Game Pass as a whole. But it's like there are these small glimmers of possibility and of 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 what Game Pass allows. It's like without being, you know, without uh, something like Game Pass, 
Obsidian would never have been able to put out a game like this. Probably not. You know, you know they, they would never have been able to put the resources into a smaller game like this. A big studio like Obsidian would only be able to do those big, already, uh, you know, profitable uh, and bankable IPs. So it's, you do have some, there is something to be said for it. But uh, yeah, this is, this was the one that I, uh, I was interested in. But yeah, continue, my friend. Yep. All I had uh, in addition to this was I uh, just want to call out uh, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 5 Royal, all coming to Game Pass, also coming to the Windows Store, and then, like we said, also coming to Steam and PlayStation 5. Um, Persona 4 Golden is one of my favorite JRPGs. Uh, when that came out on Steam two years ago, it was uh, instant buy for me immediately. I uh, Spent so much time on that game on PS Vita. Uh, Persona 5 Royal is also a beautiful game. I haven't finished it yet. I really need to finish that game. Really? Uh, super. Yeah, no. that uh, I played that for a bit on stream on my solo channel for a while. I remember that, yeah. But uh, it just wasn't uh, a good fit, I felt like, for stream, the way that it, uh, the gameplay works. I, I kind of just put it down and moved on to other stuff and never picked it back up. And then Persona 3 Portable just coming to modern uh, modern systems is cool. It's nice to not lose games to time. Yeah, we are. I mean, again, we uh, these corporations, you know, they they remind us time and time again that they, you know, say have no that uh, they they don't take game preservation seriously, and that you know it's like that they have little incentive to do so, and which is, you know, this is not legal advice or everything, but it's basically, it's always ethical to uh, to pirate uh, older games. Yeah, I was going to say, my, my opinion has always been... In game, if, in game, in game. In the game, of course, yeah. My, I was going to say, my opinion has always been if the, the hardware that it was originally launched on has been out of cycle for multiple iterations now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um. But to wrap up my Xbox Bethesda before we speak about, you know, the thing, uh, I just <laughs> talked about uh, they, they brought Hideo Kojima out there to basically just like finger yeah. in at the camera and say, like, I'm making a game, guys. <laughs> yeah, literally, not telling not, not telling not telling you what it is, because it's not the overdose one. No. It is something different. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, not going to tell you what it is, but I got an idea. Yeah. And then the Kojima sickos got all like, oh, my God, he's going to make something for Xbox. Oh, my God, it's not going to be on Sony. Ah, make him. Uh, he's greedy. He's falling for money. It's just like, dude, let him like he's being a quote unquote author. Let him do his thing. Like he's not working independent. Like he's independent of all of these other studios now. And he's not going to let one person buy him. And like. Hilarious. That's enough about that, though. Let's talk about the closer. Yes, it's time. Oh boy! Oh boy! I I gotta say, this game doesn't evoke much emotion one way or the other for me at this point. It's a it's a big old meh for me. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean, I'm- it's just more Bethesda. Like the second they started talking to NPCs and the camera zoomed in and they centered on the screen and their eyes stared into my soul, but there was nothing staring back. Like, yeah, man, there, like that's that's a huge bit for me. It's just like, I I am kind of tired of the, uh, you know, just like the yeah, you you 
engage an NPC and just everything else in the background falls away and you're just staring at them in the every single NPC in the same profile. It's yeah. just it's Look, bad. It's, it's lazy storytelling in the sense that like movies and TV have figured this out long ago that you can't have two characters dialoguing on screen and not have them like doing other doing parts something. of their life. Yeah. It's yeah. like um it's unnatural. It's yeah. unnatural. I mean, like we we don't like to give praise to to Aaron Sorkin here either, but you know, the walk and talk. Yeah, the walk yeah. and talk. It's it's engaging. It's engaging. You know, it's more engaging than the regular, you know, yeah, than just the standing still in a room back and forth. Well, yeah, it's like um, imagine like talking to a mob boss and it's it's just zoomed in on his face, you're just talking to him. But if he all of a sudden mid-conversation starts like ruffling through a drawer. And then pulls a gun out and puts it on the desk. Like you've got more of a like right. There's Narr- something there's going on weight there. Yeah, yeah. But then, then just dude, the gameplay just looked fucking boring. Like the no the man joke Skyrim. Has been ma- there, I made the joke. Yeah, the jo- so that that, we can- yeah, the joke has been made a million times. But like, man, it just looks like it's been done before. This is supposed to be like you know a great leap forward for. For rpgs and it just looks like the same it looks like fallout in space you know but like the and then it's like things like the 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 gunplay uh looks so that was probably the worst part and... to me was that nothing felt like we, we said it last week nothing felt like it had impact like yeah, the man yeah. was firing like lots of rounds into this alien creature and the only indication that the creature was getting hit was a health bar going down yeah, because like you you made this argument that it's like, yeah, sure, a futuristic gun, maybe it doesn't have that much recoil, but there's the whole idea of of you know stopping power. Yeah. That like, you know, if there's so, no recoil on the gun, yeah, there's there's gonna be impact on the target. Yeah, you know, and it just doesn't look real, it doesn't look like something's happening. It, in engineering, just, we call that term impulse, and that's the ability yeah. from an object in motion to impart uh, momentum onto another object. It's like it's the pool ball. Uh, we pool t- uh, billiards is how it's usually shown to college kids. But like a bullet moving with speed and velocity is going to impart that onto the thing it hits. And like you're going to like there's going to be like a stop for a second, or you're going to see like their like their muscles like twitch in, or there's got to be some sort of reaction to being shot. And if you're going to say they're shooting lasers, well then the creature still needs to react to being hit by you know searing hot lasers yeah agreed and like i literally literally it's just it's just fallout but it's not post-apocalyptic it's space it's just space fallout and man they had all the choices uh, they had a you know a thousand planets that yeah, they could show us the, and they chose to show us a fucking thing. gray that's moon the thing i want to talk about a gray moon but like, okay, that's what I, I do want to talk about that though—the thousand planets thing. What do you, what do you two think of that? So you I, know, I man, like you know, this. remember how I I typed in the group chat is like, I wonder if Todd Howard is like seeing the negative reaction to that. Like, I wonder what's going on. Oh, he saw it. He saw it, man, because he in a in a recent interview, he is like he had to like kind of backtrack and it's like, this is like the most handcrafted stuff we've had in any rpg to mm-hmm. date we've got over two hundred thousand lines of dialogue you know but like yeah the all these planets are going to be procedurally I mean, generated I hate to be that guy they're going to be like, some level of bo- same level of boring basically. todd howard has never lied before right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh um, he famously can only tell the truth so 
you know i am not impressed like there's something like but then there's so there's a thousand planets but then there's only four handcrafted cities to explore no no it's more than that are you sure i i recall seeing that there was four i thought it was like 40 i don't think so i'm pretty sure it's four i'm pretty sure it's like in the story there are four there are four cities and it's just like again that's bullshit it's like give me like fifteen planets, you know. That's even that's too much. Like I'm not yeah, gonna explore that's everything. What, so my whole that. thing is like, if you want to be realistic, let's just like speak from a realism term for a second. Um, galaxies, universes—they're filled with thousands of planets that have nothing on them of any interest. So if you're gonna have to like, if you're aiming for oh, sort of realism, you're gonna fair. have planets that don't have much on them other than maybe resources maybe a couple oh and that's that's the argument that's the the argument that people are making it's like oh the majority of those thousand planets are just going to be for resource harvesting and it's like that sounds like it fucking sucks yes that does not make so an entertaining basically game. what i was going getting at with this yeah. roundabout way of saying it is if they're going for a realism and they're like um thousands of planets they're not going to be super densely populated like there's going to be like planets that don't have much on them and stuff like that like that just doesn't sound fun to me. Like I don't really right. Like I don't want to be exploring like a realistic universe in that sense. Like I'd rather explore an unrealistic universe where there's either, you know, a thousand planets that are all densely populated and fun, which is, you know, that's impossible. Like you're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I ho- I hope they don't do that. I would feel so bad for the fucking developers. Jesus Christ. You, you feel bad for the devs. I feel bad for anyone who tries <laughs> yeah, to download it onto Jesus. their computer and has to uninstall their <laughs> OS. Yeah, fuck. It's like, yeah, the game is a terabyte. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, but like a thousand planet thing, I it's just we don't know yet because the game is not out. And the game could come out and the thousand planets could work amazing, but it is very worrying and it should uh, temper some expectations. And I know there are people super excited because they've been waiting for Bethesda's next big RPG. Because, you know, Bethesda takes 10 plus years in between making games now, apparently, because uh, I don't count Fallout 76 as a real game, even though they occasionally still dedicate t- showcase time to being not, like, hey, look, we're doing like, an update. They, so they did. T- they did this time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just like, I know people are really excited and I want to like, don't lose all hope yet, but maybe start to temper. Don't hit pre-order yet. Like wait until they actually can show us more than absolutely a gray not. moon and some uh, like basic mining oh, but at, looks. But as we said, as we said, uh, they're not actually looking to sell physical copies here. Yeah, you exactly. Know, that's act- they actively don't. Well, because again, Microsoft loves to tout that first weekend engagement on Game Pass on new launches. That's that's what they're looking for. That that's, that's their marketing. that's their big stat. And again, I harp on it all the time. I'd love for them to be confident enough to tell me how many people are actually paying for those first weekend subscriptions and how many of them are retaining that subscription past that first month, you know? Because those are the types of things that uh, would tell you the real indication of what the player bases are saying and doing. But digress. Right, Again, we we don't like to be you know super haters here, but like you know again this speak this, for yourself. Old, I'm I'm Microsoft's number one hater. You're, you're, so you're thriving yeah, over here. 
uh but you know it's just like uh, it, it really did uh you know uh i would say it didn't it way more than tempered my expectations you know my well my, my expectations, expectations have, were already sunk, low. have sunk because this is a game that they really had not far. shown anything for yet yes <laughs> Uh, so like you know again it's just like this was supposed to be like you know the uh, groundbreaking and revolutionary uh no it's it it looks it it's looks not. the same what's the um in, there's yeah. a spongebob episode <laughs> yeah, no. where spongebob wants to learn how to make art from squidward and uh there's like an art critic who comes through and he's like bold and brash belongs in the trash <laughs> that, that's how i feel right now classic episode uh all right so yeah, moving we're, on we're already yeah we're already like we're already going it's fine just keep moving today. we got this big episode so, yeah. Yeah, sorry that, Nico. That, that wraps up xbox though yeah sorry nico uh, in yeah. advance yes we, we apologize we we uh <laughs> yeah we humbly ask your forgiveness um uh all right so yeah final like real show yeah pc gaming show another yeah. one we streamed after i played some portal and embarrassed myself on stream um killing companion cube in the fastest time possible <laughs> excellent um uh, kicking right in pc gaming show uh i'll start with the first one that stood out to me in solstice i don't okay. know if that one particularly stood out to anyone else um i kind of like the idea of a shape-shifting sword i love me some big anime swords uh it's a, an immediate way to get my attention is to have a sword the size of your character hanging off their back. But I thought that one looked interesting, uh, definitely on my radar coming out September 20th. So that's something, you know, that's not too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to continue pushing along, I know you guys will probably talk about Tactical Breach Wizards. It's not necessarily on my list. Uh, that Hotline Miami style gameplay for that type of a game doesn't really speak much to me. Uh, but the one right after it, the Invincible kind of did. And this is weird because we had already talked about, you know, like space horror, sci-fi. We've, you know, been done a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this game that stood different to me um, when they showed it off. And it might be the more like ruin style exploration that they were doing with the space gameplay instead of uh, like pure exploration in like a dense dead planet. Yeah, no, that one was on my list. I like the dialogue options. Yeah. Uh, someone says, like, oh, it's a chatty game, but it's like, you know, that means that there's choice. That means that there's. I mean, I uh, like chatty you know, games because I like when my characters speak to me. Like, yeah, I like yeah. to hear, like, from my character occasionally. I don't always need a silent protagonist or, uh, like, a dark brooding Jack from Strangers of Paradise where he's just like, bullshit, chaos is real. And then puts his headphones no, back in. I think this looks good. This one was the top was was the first one on my list as well. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. interested. Uh, I liked the uh, yeah. I liked the machinery. I thought the machinery looked cool. Um, yeah, this this is what this one looks cool to me. Um, lots of sim games again. Not really big into like the F one managers uh, or anything like that. Uh, but like that's definitely something that people enjoy are those sim style games. Like there's definitely a market for those, and there are definitely people excited for that. But the next one that stood to me was again sci-fi, but the altars. Yes, that looked really cool. Because that one, strange. that one, as described, is is you know if there's horror elements, the guy, the developer said, you know, it's psychological. Horror yeah, it's it, it's existential. That. You're you know, 
clones of yourself waking up near them like that's got to be fucking freaky man yeah exploring a remote planet you know relying on your your doppelgangers (laughs) yeah but the one the one thing we got to hesitate though no gameplay shown yes it's true pure cgi trailer that was it pure cgi trailer no gameplay but they've got me with premise so far yeah um then so we have a decarnation fair uh decarnation was uh, i think it was shiro uh the shiro game they did like their own like mini like part of the show where they did a bunch of different games they showed oh, off the sh- yeah the shiro games and this is um yeah. decarnation was a it was like a pixel arty horror it had the like uh kind of like that doom like the classic doom demon look to it is it the one that's like it's got like a an oni type yeah like, head yeah demon head yeah okay uh i'm again i'm a uh redacted term for uh the pixelated games like that and i thought that was cool they i thought their whole little bit was interesting it was cool to see them uh show off what they called the uh shiro unlimited uh their by indies for indies publishing label like always cool to see stuff like that you know getting to show off their first game um, fallen right up uh, system shock good to see more of that coming about uh, that's a uh, for people who don't I know system shock fun. yeah so system shock is where bioshock originally started bioshock was going to be a system shock uh, sequel or in the system shock family i don't know if necessarily know if it was two or three huh. um, but it devolved into its own uh, game but it kept the the shock aspect in the title for like the homage to where it started. But uh, System Shock looked really cool. Uh, looked really like kind of gave me like the Black Mesa type upgrade uh, visually vibes from like uh, Half Life One to Black Mesa. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like the same type of a graphical increase. Like always cool to see older games like that get a the coat of paint that might be able to show them as what they actually are. And then continuing on, we're going to move to uh, Agent 64. Oh, yes. Yes. Which I initially was going to go in. I had the whole, um, like, remaking uh, GoldenEye stupid. Like, don't remake GoldenEye because the whole, like, aesthetic of it was the janky, like, controls and, uh, you know, like, the the corridors and stuff like that, the, the bad graphics. Agent 64 knows what it's doing, though. Because it's steering into that uh, graphic style and that, like, giving you the same kind of vibe as that 007 GoldenEye from the N64, hence the name, you know, Agent 64, Spies Never Die. Like, yeah, I, I, I like this purely for what it's doing in reference to GoldenEye. And, like, it's got the, the level builder. Which will be that'll People be the go real cool absolutely thing. nuts. People are gonna go fucking wild with. But like that'll be cool. Like uh, be able to play on PC with your friends in a like classic uh, GoldenEye style shooter. That's cool. Yeah. And then continuing right down, Deliver Us Mars. The, uh, the one, the to one thing del- is that it's not gonna have the the bathroom mission to start the game, which like <laughs> classic. I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah, but del- yeah, yeah. Deliverous Mars was on my list too. That I like the, it's you know, it doesn't look doesn't look super combat heavy. Nope. You know, 
I'm going to have to check out Deliver Us the Moon because I didn't know that was uh, related till later. Yeah. Um, but I thought that looked interesting. Uh, had a lot of, yeah, like you said, it's not super combat heavy, or at least they didn't show a combat heavy uh, trailer, which would make me think it's also not a combat heavy game. But like, that's the type of sci-fi that I'm into. Like, give me more of that. Well, yeah, this seems a little bit more hard sci-fi. Yeah, exactly. And continuing down the list, um, I don't necessarily, this is one that's on my list because it piqued my interest. I don't necessarily know much about it otherwise, uh, but Back Firewall had some of that, like, had the humor that I kind of like for like a, like a Stanley Parable or something like that type of game. <laughs> this is the one where the, the like, the eye on screen, the uh, black and yellow uh like pixelated eye kept like interjecting and trying to like do, uh like do something programming wise and kept me- making mistakes in the trailer yeah the trailer is funny but then to finish uh the only thing of note for me was uh, i thought the half-life alex uh, levitation mod uh looked really cool it's really uh fascinating for me to see people uh doing a mod for Half-Life Alex like that. Uh, I would think modding in VR would be very difficult, uh, but it looked yeah. seamless. It looked like the rest of the game. Oh, it looked good. Uh, As we were talking about on stream, you know, it looks like actually good VR, yeah. which is, you know, not a thing to me. Yeah, no, that that's an actual game in VR, not a on-rails tech demo. Right, right, right. So the only other game I had that I did play a bit of the the demo yesterday as well was Gloomwood. <laughs> you know, the, the idea and the look of it was more interesting to me. The cool looking, you know, kind of retro graphics, you know, supernatural first person stealth kind of game. But uh, mm-hmm. as I was as I was playing the demo, I kind of I'm, I'm a little bit more. Uh, I'm a little bit more mad on it. It's, uh, you know, the is you know say the survival aspect but it's like the the simple fact was like yeah it's like you you find some weapons fairly early find a revolver and a shotgun but it's like you've like in playing for like an hour i found like six bullets <laughs> and i and i spent them on and it's like you need like the enemy that you shoot like with the revolver take like three need to take like three hits <laughs> There's no way, and there's like no way to block uh, a uh, you know a shot from them, so you die really easily. The save mechanic is a little archaic, um, but so I don't know about that one. That one, honestly, you know, the, the dem- playing the demo is like meh. I don't know. I may I may skip that one. Um, I did, however, have questions for you guys on two that I've seen a lot. Uh, people talk about a lot are the Navalis, the futuristic. It's another like management sim one. Like it's. I remember in the stream when we were watching, people were like, "Oh, it uh, looks like we're actually getting, we're finally getting cyberpunk." Yeah, <laughs> the setting, you know, the setting looks cool. Yeah. It looks, it looks good. It looks good, but yeah, it's the management sim for me is a little meh. depends yeah, on no. what the story yeah. is. I feel like management sims, it's like towing that line for me where it like stops being a game and tries to be like an actual job. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't really like that. I have a job already, like yeah right if i'm gonna be gaming and making it a job i'm gonna be getting paid for it while i mine ethereum in my uh 
Yeah, for literally. My NFT open world uh, where I can give the Ethereum to a blacksmith and make an Ethereum sword, right? That was the... Which, you yeah, gotta that, slurp that, your that juice, was, man. was great. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then the other one that is... I, I mean, just from the look of it to me, it was not as impressive that people, a lot of people are talking about is the Demon School. I didn't like that one as much. Yeah, I mean, It's like... It's inspired by Persona, so you'd think it'd be more up my alley. And, like, I, I appreciate people trying to do something like that. But uh, I think you said it. Uh, something about their pixel graphic wasn't working right in the gameplay. Yeah. Didn't look. It just, you know, like, I, like I, I'm kind of with you, Andrew, that, like, I normally don't really gravitate towards the lo-fi uh, pixel stuff. you got to do a lot. You got you you got to have you have a lot of legwork you got to clear before before you 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 sell me on it and this one just yeah. did not meet that bar for me. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen so many people talking about like oh Demon School was a highlight, was a was a you know an absolute standout. Persona uh, fans are in the millions and they're sickos. Yeah, yeah, they cannot yeah. be stopped. Yeah, oh there's that there's that new free to play real time strategy from former Blizzard devs that you know did not terrible. At least I mean honestly I'll give it that the actual gameplay they showed looked better than the the, the CG trailer. Like I'll, so the whole thing with that is like I'll trust them to make the gameplay good in the sense that like that's StarCraft 2 devs and like StarCraft is clearly built out a strong niche in the quote unquote, yeah. like the esports ish but the thing that annoyed me about that presentation was they did speak about esports and how that's going to be a like a, a huge driver, yeah, yeah, for for how they're how they're formally because as someone who play, which, played yeah. um, Overwatch and like the big thing that killed Overwatch was they tried too hard to cater both to the esports crowd and the the uh, the non competitive crowd. And like you, you can't do that because you have basically like two different play styles trying to be balanced simultaneously. Yeah, that's they're competing. It's kind of a yeah, it's a tall order. All right, so let's just uh, yeah, that's that's it for PC gaming. Let's let's just kind of speed through the last bit because yep. these last few things weren't weren't really you know real announcements. They were you know we we did have a technical. Yeah, it was technically a showcase, but like the Capcom had a, had a showcase <laughs> yeah. where it was basically just. Just here, here's some Resident Evil stuff. It was some, um, here's some Resident Evil stuff, uh, Monster Hunter Rise DLC that we already knew about, but like showing that off because the release was this week, I think, if I know correctly. Yeah. No, that one, no, so that, that I think is out now. Yeah. Or no, it's a demo, maybe. I, I don't know. It's coming out soon. It's yeah. due out at the end of the, at the end of the month. Um, but man, man, Exo Primal looks so funny. Just, I don't just, know. Just portals opening up and seas seas of uh fucking uh <laughs> velociraptors falling out is very funny to me. I still don't know who in that development team actually looked at Anthem gameplay and was like, "Yes, yes, this is the future. Let's <laughs> yeah, do this." This is good. <laughs> this, this is, is good. good. We love this. Like it's just Anthem with dinosaurs and like, man, the thing that Capcom has done is they've pissed off the dinosaur fans because all the dinosaur fans want is Dino Crisis. This is this just is just a crisis with dinos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is crisis on dinosaur planet. Key, there's a key difference there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so I mean, yeah, I don't. 
there wasn't a whole lot there for me at all. Um, speaking of a whole lot of nothing, let's talk about quickly that Assassin's Creed celebration uh, thing. It was an it was yeah, an we've now officially saying that to talk about Assassin's Creed than they did. Yeah, it's like oh, we've got an event uh, to talk about how we'll have an event in September yeah. to actually the count down to the marketing countdown, my friend. Yeah, it was literally it was literally like oh fuck, we're it's so much bad press that like you know that we have we have nothing to show here, so like we got to sneak in last minute to so like you know you know retain some sense of relevancy. You know they talk they they spent like a half an hour just talking about the sixty frame f you know the the 60 frame upgrade for consoles for Assassin's Creed Origins, a game that's how many Where's years old? Six. Six or seven or something Five. like that. Yes, yeah, so it's just like, fuck, oh my God. That like, I logged into that for a total of five minutes and then was like, nope, I have better things to do with my time. Um, so that was embarrassing yeah. on their, on their <laughs> Good account. Good decision. Um, and then we had the final two things were two competing announcements yeah, simultaneously that, uh, yeah they happened at the exact same time both framed around these were like anniversary celebrations um we'll do the the quicker one first uh but it uh, it was a celebration of of 10 years of dragon's dogma another capcom uh franchise but uh announcing at the end finally that it will be getting a sequel uh 10 years later um so i never played the original but but based off of the, the people really like the original from the creator yeah it looks it, I, I looked at the gameplay and yeah obviously it's dated but what i liked about it it's like oh it's giving you the feel of a of a of a basically it's like a multiplayer game but offline yeah you know, it's like and like it what, what looked the most intriguing is it, it looked like it had smart companion ai you know your companions are actually doing stuff or actually using abilities oh, you, you mean like a, unlike lydia and skyrim who would just like <laughs> run through like a giant camp <laughs> Yeah, it looked it looked like an actual like uh you know responsive uh, uh companion so that was cool and i i'll uh, i'll be uh, checking that out when that when eventually that comes down the road but that's that was just an announcement that it's in development yeah uh, i know dragon's um, dogma fans were eating good they were so excited uh-huh. because they felt neglected they felt ignored they felt invalidated they've been Capcom heard you. they've been seen yeah <laughs> That was yes, exactly. that's what I was going for. Um, yeah. All right, so let's let's finally wrap it up with uh, you know Matt. Matt's been you know chomping at the bit this whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt's doing a little dance uh, for those at home. Uh, uh, another you know kind of celebration type of thing, but lots of Final Fantasy news. Square Square finally came in because yeah, they the absolute they fucking mad lads. <laughs> yeah, they had they had their announcement at the state of play, but they've also been conspicuously absent from these past two weeks, really. So they they got their they got their their thing in at the end. So yeah, hits with it. Yo, first things first. The they're giving us a crisis core remake, and they're putting it everywhere. That's everywhere. That's everything. That's Switch, that's Xbox, that's PlayStation, that's Steam. Um, I think that's really smart marketing because first of all, uh, anyone spoiler for a three-year-old game, um, the final fantasy seven remake ends with them leaving Midgar and you get another cutscene that shows Zach, the black haired boy, um, walking into the church that he meets Aerith at. Um, but he's supposed to be dead already because that's how crisis core spoiler for a 
uh, 15-ish year old game uh, ends is with Zach uh, Zach dying. Yeah, yeah long. Um, but I think what they're doing with this is they're going to give everyone on all platforms a little taste, a little kiss of... Just a little smooch on, yeah, on the forehead. Of some Crisis Core that I think will be like loosely tied to the Final Fantasy VII remake saga. Like I think this story will be in part of the canon for that. Yeah, isn't that what it's because it's it's Final reunion. Fantasy Crisis Core or yes, it's like yeah, seven reunion. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like they're going for re quote unquote, not re like I'm angry, uh re in their titling for these Final Fantasy Seven uh remake remasters. Um I'm really excited for that. That's cool. I've never played Crisis Core. That was a PSP title. Uh I had a PSP, but it was uh I had Ratchet and Clank Size Matters and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End were the only two games I had on it. Uh, <laughs> man, really covering all your bases. I had it, of course. Uh, I did. I did play that. But the biggest thing about that was this winter. The, yeah, the Mad yeah, Lads yeah. are giving us so much Final Fantasy: Strangers of Paradise in February, uh, Febu- uh, March. That was March, not February. Yeah. Yep. Um. This winter for Crisis Core, which is like December to like February, March area of next, like December this year to February, March of next year, uh, Final Fantasy 16 in the summer of next year. And then boy, howdy, let me tell you, those absolute mad lads said, you know what? Three years after we release uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake, when people were, you know, joking, that oh, it's Square Enix, you know, their dev cycle is going to be, we'll see part two in 2030. Uh Three years after, you know, next winter, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, basically part two, uh, showing the world yeah. outside Midgar. Yeah, they confirmed that it's that is that the Seven remake is going to be a trilogy. Yep, that's well. the other big news. We now know it's only three games and not. Uh, people had been guessing five, which is, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, Th- I think a trilogy is the right call there. Because they again they can do spin-off stuff with like Crisis Core because Final Fantasy VII has its whole like it's its own ecosystem at this point. Like there are CGI movies that could get turned into games. Uh like who wouldn't want to play Advent Children and be like throwing like buildings at Sephiroth? <laughs> uh but yeah. Winter. Next winter. Final Fantasy VII remake part two rebirth. Like I was just giddy as a schoolgirl. So, so when, is that a new, new game? Which one? The the rebirth. No, it's, no. it's well, part two yes of, and no. of the seven re, seven remakes. Yeah, they're remaking. The so they've they've taken Fantasy the nineteen ninety seven Golden Child that is Final Fantasy seven, and they've chopped it into three parts. Mm-hmm. They then take those three parts and they extrapolate them into uh, forty okay. to sixty hour games. Yeah, there's yeah, they're fleshing them out for sure. Yes, and you know, giving them the best coat of paint you'd ever ask for. Yeah, the integrated, the first part is on my shelf, and I will need to be playing it soon. And that was the final announcement uh, to cover just briefly: is that Integrate is now coming to Steam. It had been Epic Game Store's uh, PS5 exclusive, um, and one of the big things about that is it came to Steam, and it came to Steam with a Steam Deck verified check right away uh cool to see uh potentially 
the like that's a PS4 game that you could play in the palm of your hands that looks beautiful on a PS5, mind you, with the PS5 integrated gra- update. So like you're gonna be playing that on the go on a handheld. That's crazy. What a time, man. What a time to be alive. And yeah, speaking of that, like, you know, how how are we going to play through all these games? Uh, I don't know, folks. You'll have to stick around and find so out as we yeah. as we continue on. W- will I as finally perfect the Naruto-specific Kage Bunshin no Jutsu <laughs> for all of the dub people? That's a Shadow Clone Jutsu and make like 20 so you of can myself. Play, yeah, so you can play them all at the same time. Uh, but yeah, that's the only way we're going to get through some of these things. But, uh, and again... This is for for now. We're, we'll put a pin in it. We're not going to say that this is finishing our not E three coverage because, yeah, as far as we know, there's more coming. Yeah. So we'll. Yeah. I think we're going to probably plan to take uh, take <laughs> our off. week off next week, and then uh, and then we'll pick things back up because we may be, yeah be right back in it. Uh, it may it may time time itself perfectly. Um, but yeah, this has been a lot. Again, we apologize to Nico, our wonderful, beautiful editor. Uh, thank you for this one this and our listeners who are going to sit through this extra long episode but it was worth it um yeah but uh, yeah any any final thoughts folks any any uh anything else you wanted to add we i'm just here to today. kill chaos i know just... we know <laughs> all right gang so yeah quick plug Not a lot of games uh, follow yeah quick plugs follow us on twitter at camcom pod We've already plugged the Twitch, but for those at home, again, it's uh, campaign underscore comrades. We did a bunch of these live streams watching these showcases live. So if you want to go while the VODs are still there, check out our live reactions. Um, enjoy those for while it's still last. But uh, yeah, until next time, take it easy, play some games. Uh, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Hey.